prospect spotlight. The QB2 for the 2024 NFL draft has been Drake May since the summertime. Who is he? What will he bring to your team? We're going to talk about this and more coming up next. You are locked on NFL Draft, your daily podcast covering the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Locked On family? Welcome back to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, your daily podcast covering your favorite draft prospects. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find and follow me on X at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout and a senior draft analyst. And guys, thank you for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out for being our everydayers. And you know I got to kick this intro over to my guy, Mr. LSU himself, Keith Sanchez. You can find and follow him on X at the talent code. Keep talk to him, baby. What's up, Locked On family? Let's get locked in. This is Keith Sanchez, 2019 National Champ. Here to bring you championship-level contests around the NFL Draft 24-7, 365 with my guy, DP. We'll bring you championship-level content. Like we said, we talk everything college football. We talk everything NFL football, but it all starts with the NFL Draft. And DP, today's slate, man, we have prospect spotlight. We are going to talk about Drake May, man, I think we automatically skip over. We say Caleb Williams. Okay, Drake May is QB2. Who is QB3? But we're going to dive into who Drake May is as a QB prospect because this conversation is about to heat up. Then we're bringing back our classic segment, This or That. And yes, we're going Ricky Pearsall versus Lab McConkie. We talked about it a couple of days ago. We're going to get into that conversation right now. And then we're going to finish this thing up with Coach Him Up segment. Man, listen, this player prospect has all of the tools. We just have to hand them to the coaches, and it's your job to coach them up. But, DP, before we get started, man, why don't you hit them with our title sponsor? Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Drake me, Keith, and, and literally since the summer, he's been slated as QB2. And you remember what I said in the summer? I said, man, I don't think the gap between him, him and Caleb is that great. I don't think that's it's that big of a gap, right? And we got through the season. Caleb, had, you know, remember Caleb was balling at first. Drake had a slow start without Tez Walker on a bad North Carolina team. But I never wavered from that. I still had Caleb as QB1, but I always felt like the gap was more going from the first floor to maybe the fourth floor of a hotel than going from floor one to floor 12. It's not that big of a gap to me. When I look at Drake May, right, this is a young man who, I, we haven't, I don't think we've seen the best of him, really, because he hasn't been on a talent-laden offense or team. Right. Right? You know what I mean? Like, his best receiver was Josh Downs, who was one of our guys of the 2020, uh, was it 2023, last year's draft class. And this year is Tez Walker, who we just saw in Mobile, not have a great week. Right? So it's like, what 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 is there for him? It's like, I think the accuracy, ball placement is good. Arm talent is legit. Like, I don't think he has an elite what? arm. Okay. Yes. Let's 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 park it right there then, because mm-hmm. I think we're trying to get to comps, right? And and, yeah, and we've yeah. all, if, if you're in the draft community space, if you're not, I'm just going to say it, right. A lot of people have said this is Justin Herbert, right? He's not. I, I, I don't get that when I watch the film, DP. I, I don't get that level of arm talent. Like I, I don't get mm-hmm. crazy. I get good. 
I don't get crazy on talent, right? And and no. the bucket that I think about when I when it comes to like, do you get Josh Allen? I don't know if I get Josh no, Allen no, 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 just no. flat footed ripping it 65, 70 yards, right? I, I don't I get... see Trevor Lawrence, Keith. I see Trevor Lawrence type of arm talent where he's okay. fluid, he's got the arm angles, he can throw off of any base in terms of on the move, off one foot. He has that, I call it the the the, the uh, fadeaway jumper because Jordan Love does that, you know, in the NFL where he's kind of fading away off of one foot and it looks like he's not even doing with pressure. He's just comfortable doing it. And still, because I think there was a, it may have been against Miami where like the arm talent was really on display for Drake. I think he, it was probably was a bang eight. It was a post to Tez uh, inside the 50. I think he was at like the 35, 40. And you're talking about just ripped the straight line. I think he put it right on his face mask, right? And it was just like to see Tez catch those and then drop some of the ones he did in Mobile. That just let me know he was in his head all week. But just the ability to rip it and then put it between a safety closing down, a back hip pocket corner, and then still rip that thing in there. No, he's not. Justin Herbert has unreal arm talent. Josh Allen, unreal. Like, Pat, like those arm talents aren't normal. That's not normal. I think he has a I think he has a really great arm, like a really good arm. Good to great. I think he can make every single throw and the tight window throws. But yeah, that to me, I always felt like the reason why he got the Herbert comp is because he looked like Herbert. He's tall, mm-hmm. he's white, he's got a strong arm, he's more mobile than you want to give him credit for. And they both were in terrible offenses that didn't really showcase their true ability, right? Because I think I think Drake is more similar to Herbert. I think he is more of a vertical passer. But he can check the check it. Now, because the difference between those two, Drake knows how to throw with touch. Herbert kept coming out of college was a fastball pitcher. He didn't have a changeup, slider, nothing. It was a hundred and ten mile per hour heat seeker right down the gun. Like it was nothing else, right? Where and, and the difference, and he didn't have a ton of arm angles, in my opinion, because he was built different than than uh, Drake. Like Herbert was a little stockier, a little more muscular, muscle bound than, yeah, than Drake. Drake's a little thin. You know yeah, that, and, and that, that's why I ask because I'm like, I don't think the stature is as close as mm. people think it is. And and, that, and that's why I wanted to go there. I, but I, I do believe that he's talented. And I think because it's, it's different levels of talking about arm talent, right? You could talk mm. about velocity, meaning like just how fast the ball comes out, right? And, and, and how quickly it gets there. But then I, I think about arm talent also in their ability to to change the pitches, right? To go ahead to the curveball, go to the slider, go to the changeup, um, and be able to, you know, fit that ball in between, you know, just those classic hole shots where you have to go over the linebacker and, and in front of the safety, right? I think about that too as arm talent. And that's why I, I want to go to the classic conversation, right? When you talk about the the truck, the hitch, the trailer. Drake may knowing that, right? Knowing that maybe this is really good arm talent, but we're not talking about all-time special arm talent right is there do, do you still believe that he's a, a truck in this conversation or, or a truck for a team because i i just i don't i don't I, i'm trying to figure it out right like just as far as what's that definition because even you know you go to a guy like jordan love jordan love has really good arm talent right but nobody ever mentioned him as a truck especially at this point nobody has ever mentioned him as a truck right it's always kind of been the hitch slash trailer type situation even though he's only started for one year but still i think even when he came out of nevada i thought he had really good arm talent but nobody discussed him in that facet so with drake may kind of falling in that type of category do you think a team drafts him and says you know what we can go truck with this conversation 
I, I think so, Keith. I, I think, you know, watching him for two years in North Carolina and, and watching him be the reason that North Carolina was one of the teams that people kept looking at as a like, man, they can make it to the ACC championship game. They did in 2022, right? He made it to the ACC championship game. North Carolina's defense, outside of like Cedric Gray and a couple, come on, uh, I think, came on Rucker and, and one or two other defenders, they have a terrible defense. So not only do you have a bad defense, you got a piss poor offensive line. Not this year, they had a run game, which one of my favorite running backs in college, Omar Hampton. Um, you know, the young kid, you know, toting the rock for them this year. But then he didn't have a lot of passing weapons, Bryson Nesbitt. And then once they got Tess Walker back, but he still was able to lead this team and put them on his back because if Drake May didn't play well, they typically lost, right? You know what I mean? So it was all on him for two years at North Carolina. So I do think you look at him and say, man, this is what I'm getting a truck out of this situation compared to being on an elite level team where you're asking yourself, can he do enough if the things around him isn't great, right? Where we've seen him when the things around him isn't great and he still put up numbers, still led his team and carried them to victory numerous of times. I think he has those truck abilities. Now I just want to see what offense he gets into because the one thing working out of that Phil Longo offense that he grew up in, similar to Sam mm-hmm. Howell, the footwork is is is, yep. uh, is paramount on cleaning that up so he's not overstriding so that the, the ball trajectory is correct and the accuracy actually improves because as you, you know, Again, Keith, 63.3% completion, that isn't great in college, right? You know what I'm saying? Now, some of it, he does take a lot of shots down the field. He threw for over 3,600 yards, and he had 33 total touchdowns because he had uh, 24 passing, but he also had nine rushing. So you're talking about a guy in the red zone that's going to be able to help your offense keep defenses honest as well because I think he's going to be probably a 4-6. If he runs the 40, I think he can hit 4-6. He's a good athlete. Yeah, he's a good athlete. I'm, I think I'm going to leave this. And I think this is where I am with him as a prospect in a career trajectory and a type of player, Matthew Stafford. I I can Mm, see him doing those type of things. Well, I think it's really good arm talent. I think he's mobile. I don't think we'll ever put Matthew Stafford in any type of special category, but he also has that gunslinger mentality and can make throws to all levels of the field, right? He'll be able to carry some bad teams to the playoffs, right? But ultimately, he's probably going to need to be in a, a, a good situation um, in order for him to win a Super Bowl. So the Matthew Stafford, I, I like that because I was going through NFL quarterbacks, and I'm like, who kind of fits, right? Because I, I don't want to just say the Justin Herbert and the Josh Allens. Yeah, yeah. I like Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford will be, you know, a Hall of Fame quarterback, right? He has the number. He's done everything else. So I like the Matthew Stafford uh, kind of co- comparison to Drake May. But DP, let's keep this thing going and flowing, man. We did the quarterbacks. Now we're on to the playmakers. Yes, we're on to the wide receivers. This or that segment, man, where we present the situation, right? Are you taking X player this early or are you going to wait later in the draft and take the other player? We're going to present this. And we got a little Ricky Pearsall versus Lab McConkey conversation coming up next. Did you know that even if you have a 401k for retirement, you can still have an IRA? Robinhood has the only IRA that gives you a 3% boost on every dollar you contribute when you subscribe to Robinhood Gold. But get this, now through April 30th, Robinhood is even boosting every single dollar you transfer in from other retirement accounts with a 3% match. That's right, no cap on the 3% match. Robinhood Gold gets you the most for your retirement thanks to their IRA with a 3% match. This offer is good through April 30th. Get started at Robinhood.com slash boost. Subscription fees apply. And now for some legal info. Claim as of quarter one 
2024 validated by Radius Global Market Research. Investing involves risk, including loss. Limitations apply to IRAs and 401ks. 3% match requires Robinhood Gold for one year from the date of the first 3% match. Must keep Robinhood IRA for five years. The 3% matching on transfers is subject to specific terms and conditions. Robinhood IRA available to U.S. customers in good standing. Robinhood Financial LLC is a registered broker-dealer. This or that. Would I rather have this or that? He's talking about Ricky Pearsall, wide receiver out of Florida. Or would I rather have one of the stars of the Senior Bowl, Lad McConkey, wide receiver out of Georgia, Keith. Two high-octane guys in terms of route running, separation, quickness. Um, I think their speed, both guys move well and have good speed in the open field. Reliable, sure-handed guys. But the draft value for the two, a little bit different. Where Lad is kind of, where? He's that second round. And we hear it like Ricky Pearson might be around that four, top of the fourth. So that's where this thing comes about. It's like, who would we rather have? Lad McConkey in the second or Ricky Pearsall in the fourth? Well, DP, you know what? You know what we've been doing? We've been kind of making this easy on ourselves, right? And and and, and I want to add a different twist to this because we talk about the general managers and then now right. we need to step in their shoes, DP. So we're going to add a different twist to this conversation and I'm going to add a team to it. A team that needs all the wide receiver help that they can get DP. And we are talking about the Carolina Panthers. So we're going to apply context, man. The Carolina Panthers have a second round pick, a third round pick, a fourth round pick, and they need a lot of wide receiver help. So we're going to apply context to that and say this. If you are the Carolina Panthers, Bryce Young at quarterback, are you taking Lad McConkey the top of the second, or are you going to wait to take Ricky Pearsall the top of the fourth? Whew, that's tough, right? Because when you think about Ricky Pearsall being the taller guy, Ricky Pearsall, you know, being measured at the senior bowl, came out of 6007, so a little over six foot, or maybe close to six one. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You know, buck, what, buck 80, buck 90 pounds, where Lad was like 5'11", 187, and I stood beside Lad. It was, you could t- clearly tell a dip, tell that he was a little bit on the shorter side, and I'm around the 5'5", five, 5'6", five, five, range, for, just for who, those who don't know. So, like, for me, Keith, I think when you ask the question, who would you rather have in this situation, right? This is tough because Bryce, these both of those, both of these guys would absolutely kind of let you expend Adam Thielen, because they can walk right into Adam Thielen role, bring quickness, bring youth, bring more explosiveness to the to the game, right? And, and going back to R- Ricky had 65 receptions, nine six uh, 963 yards receiving, and four total touchdowns, where when you look at Ladd, you know, because of the injuries, 30 receptions, 483 receiving yards, and, and um, three total touchdowns. He had one rushing, two receiving. So I look at it, and I said, man, I like both of these guys, so it's tough for me. Uh, <laughs> I like both of them. But, Keith, I'm going to say this. I'm going to go Ricky Pearsall in the fourth. The reason why is mainly because the Panthers have some other big needs, too. Yep. And, it, and, of course, it all depends on what happens with free agency, right? Like, if you could somehow – I everything we've all heard is that T. Higgins from the Cincinnati Bengals is going to get franchise tagged. If T. gets tagged, right, and he's not a free agent that you can't just overspend for – and you got to send draft capital, I, I wouldn't advise doing that because you don't have much draft capital anyway. You know what I mean? So if but if they were able to get a T. Higgins or get a number one caliber wide receiver through free agency, then I'm, I don't even mind getting lad. But if this is your first receiver pick at 33, don't get me wrong, lad is very safe 
and he's going to come in and be an instant contributor. But I think Ricky Pearsall can do the exact same thing and be an instant day one contributor in that Adam Thielen role, working out of the slot, where I still think that, and remember, Adam Thielen was kind of my comp for Ricky Pearsall. You know what I mean? Back when we talked about him months ago during the season. So I think Ricky Pearsall can also play the Z position, similar to Ladd as well. But in terms of value, I mean, these guys are so, so similar. Like, I'd rather go with uh, Pearsall. I think Pearsall is also better at the catch point than what Ladd is in terms of as we seen the, the catch, you Making know, a difficult catcher. Yep. The, the one handed, you know what I mean? Across the middle, just goes up one hand and just snags it. Right. This is a tough young man, physical, tough, gritty. As much as I love them both, I got to go Ricky Pierce. If, if you're talking about fourth round value to me, it's just a little bit better grabbing him in the fourth. And you can go a litany of ways with that 33rd pick right at the top of the second round. Yeah. I, I think I'm, where am I going to go with this? You know what it is, too, DP? I think about Lad McConkey and how quickly he wins, though, right? Playing yeah, at yeah, that yeah, yeah, receiver yeah. position. And you just wonder if Bryce needs that type needs of guy, it. right? Yeah, and, does, and, yeah. and that's the intrigue for me with adding Lad McConkey at the top of the second. But because of what their draft pick is and is at the very top of the second round, for the value, I'm probably going to have to go Ricky Pearsall. And, and I'll even say this. If this was a team that was more ready-made, right, like they, they were kind of locked and loaded and had more, I guess, more of their roster filled out, I wouldn't even worry about the value. And I'll just say, you know what, go straight, draft the best player, right? If you feel like Ladd is that guy, you can spend the draft capital and go get him. Uh, but in this situation, I think if you have the opportunity to get Ricky Pearsall in the fourth round and that's how your board falls, you have to go to him. And, and, and I'll talk to the listeners about it. The vibe that I get from Ricky Pearsall, and this is not a comp, right? But just the situation with his size and his run after the catch ability, ability to adjust to the football, I get like Puka Nakua type vibes. Mm-hmm. And, and I hate to throw that out there for a, you know, he's going to be an all-pro wide receiver and lead the <laughs> NFL. I'm, I'm not saying that, right? I'm not saying that perspective of it. But yeah, the big no, body performed well at the senior bowl, right? Can catch the football, high IQ, gritty, get the job done. That's exactly how Puka was at, at BYU, right? And kind of flew under the radar. And I think you're going to get some of the same things with Ricky Pierce. So I expect Ricky Pierce so, um, to have moments, if he, especially if he's with a good quarterback DP, I expect him to have moments of, of, of bumping against that threshold of a thousand yards. I think the more, if you, you're talking about those, those good quarterbacks, the more they play with him, the more they're going to like Ricky Pearsall. Um, and, and that's how I feel about him. So with this, this or that segment, um, and obviously this comes off the heels of right of we seen, we went through our mock draft earlier this week and we seen someone had Lad McConkey in the first round. I think he went pick 25, mm-hmm. right? And we was like, that's interesting, right? <laughs> and so we kind of want to present the this or that situation with Ricky Pearsall versus um, Lad McConkey, right? With Lad McConkey, second round pick, and then Ricky Pearsall being a fourth round pick. But DP, let's keep going, man. We have our coach him up segment, right? Where we pick the player, we hand them to you. We say this guy has all of the physical tools. You just have to coach him up. So coming up next, man, is our coach him up segment. Are you the kind of driver that likes to push things a little further? Even wonder what adventure could be around the next corner? Our friends at Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with the capabilities to take your adventure to the next level. The 2024 Nissan Rogue is perfect for city drives and great escapes. Class-exclusive Google built-in is your always updating assistant to call on for almost anything. The 2024 Rogue is the perfect mid-size crossover for your next adventure. The 2024 Nissan Armada will change what you expect from a full 
size SUV. Picture a rugged 4x4 that can seat up to eight in first-class luxury and style. Tow bigger and explore further in the 2024 Armada. The Take the Nissan Rogue, the Nissan Pathfinder, or the Nissan Armada and go find your next big adventure. Shop NissanUSA.com. Shop NissanUSA.com. Today's episode of Locked On NFL Draft has been brought to you by PrizeFix. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers and the odds. The big game is right around the corner this weekend. PrizeFix is the easiest and most exciting way to turn every game-changing moment into 100 times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into 1000 This expires post the big game. If Patrick Mahomes throws for more than one yard in the big game, you win on prize picks. Guys, this Sunday during the big game on prize picks, I am taking Christian McCaffrey for more than five receptions versus the Kansas City Chiefs. So go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use the code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use the code Locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Let's bring it home, guys. And always remember, as we always tell you, thank you for making Locked on NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out for being our everydayers. And, guys, it's time for Coach Em Up. And, Keith, I know you, you, went, oh, you went offense. I went defense, which is typically the reverse. I typically go offense. You go defense. Yep. So you go in the trenches. You know, I you went with the, the big fellas, Keith. Who, 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 who was your Coach Em Up? player of the week dp i went with because we're coming off the senior bowl right and there's a lot of talk about jackson powers johnson and then you know obviously zach frazier is, is another name that's coming up when they talk about centers right i want to talk about georgia center cedric van Pran. um i'm expect i was expecting him to come to the senior bowl uh you know he wound up opting out but when i watched the film dp i thought that he was as talented as any center um, you know, and especially had the physical tools of any center in this draft, right? I, I think his name has become stale. So my, my point is from the coach of perspective, DP, is that draft this guy and then you have all pro potential at the center position. This is a guy that's athletic. He can he can pull, right, and, 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 and lead. He can uh, climb to second levels in the zone. He has a physical temperament, physical mentality. He's played four or five years at the University of Georgia. Probably He would probably leave Georgia as one of the most accomplished players, right, because he was right in the thick of that. You kind of want to call it a, a dynasty, semi-dynasty, right, the rise of Georgia. Um, He was right in the thick of it, man, the starting center for a lot of that situation. So I'm drafting Cedric Van Praan with – while everybody's saying uh, he might be the third, fourth, fifth best center, I'm drafting him with the mentality like, hey, hand him to the coaches, and they, I, this guy has the goods to get a couple of Pro Bowl, to get some Pro Bowls and be mentioned as one of the best centers in the entire NFL with the expectation by year two, three, four. Like, and that's how I feel about Cedric Van Pran. So my coach him up is, hey, a guy that has a lot of potential. People kind of talk about him. They want to re-rank the boards and things like that. But I love the upside of what Cedric Van Pran brings and what he can be in the NFL. I love that, Keith, because like you said, you know, Jackson Powers Johnson stole the show for the center spot down in Mobile, right? And, and Zach Frazier. Zach Frazier and everything. But when you look at um, when you look at Van Pran, what's the what's something that you you would tell the coach, hey, this is what you have to work on with him to really help take his game to that next level? 
Yeah, I think just consistency and balance. And I, I think sometimes he just naturally needs to let the game come to him. I think mm-hmm. the bad reps is when he gets a little bit too aggressive, right? And they just have that Georgia Bulldog mentality. And it's classic stuff, right? It's just getting your, your shoulders out over your toes. It's losing balance, things like that. But it's it's reps, DP, where you see him executed perfectly. And you're like, that looks good. That looks really good. So I think you just tell him, like, hey, you're talented enough. Let the game come to you. Don't overextend. Don't overreach, right? Play within your confinements. You're a natural athlete. So that's that's the one thing that when I hand them to the coaches after I draft them, and I tell them I expect Pro Bowls and a couple of all pros, right? And I say, this is the issue. This is what we're going to fix. And I, I think Cedric Van Pran has everything that you want in a center because this is a guy, like I said, the conversation has become stale. We've been talking about him as far as draft eligibility two, three years, right? Like, it's, I feel like we've written three different reports on Cedric Van Pran because he's been eligible, but you want to talk about love of the game, he's he's continued to come back, right? Like, hey, I'm going to come back to school. I'm going to come back to school. I'm going to come back to school. So I I, I like this guy. I love this guy as a top 50 prospect. Um, And then moving forward, yes, I'm taking him, and I, I'm w- willing to put a lot on his shoulders. No, I like that. And, for, you know, just for, for reference, guys, you're talking about size. He's listed at 6'4", 310. We'll get the full – you know, verified measurements down, you know, uh, you know, in Indianapolis in what, three weeks, two and a half, three weeks or whatever at the combine. But a guy I think I watched for I, I did two write ups on him. I did the summer report this past year, this mm-hmm. past summer. And then I did the, the report last year because I thought he was going to enter the NFL yeah, draft yeah. for 2023. Yep. Good player, athletic. Like you said, I think one thing that we both talked about with him was just he, he could be a, like you said, that bulldog, be a little aggressive. You can kind of I'd rather I'd rather have a dog that I say heal then sick him, right? Because it's hard to teach a dog to go get him. It's yep. a lot easier to kind of train like, hey, relax. Calm, like, you know what I mean? Calm down. It's all right. To where they already, they have that mentality to go forward. Keith, a guy that I sat down with, uh, interviewed with um, down in Mobile last week, Mississippi, my coach him up guy, uh, Mississippi State linebacker, inside mm-hmm. linebacker, edge rusher. What do you say? I'm just an athlete. Nathaniel Watson, man, from Mississippi State. A guy that measured in at the Senior Bowl at 6'2", 244, almost 245 pounds on the season, 71 tackles, 10 sacks, 19 hurries, and two forced fumbles with, I think, six QB hits. A guy that was all over the defense, all over the field. If you remember back to the Senior Bowl game, they threw um, – he was, he was on the field. He was dropping off in coverage. They threw a crosser to one of the tight ends. Uh, I think it was Theo Johnson from Penn State. And, you know, Daniel Watson drove down and made a big hit on him. And I remember talking to him and he said, man, I'm a physical player. I want to hit people. I'm violent. I love that about my game. But this is but in terms of coaching him up. Right. And, and he and this is something that I loved from him as well. But Daniel Watson looked, looked right at the camera when we was talking. He said, listen, whatever the coaches need me to do. If they need me to stand up as an outside rusher and rush the quarterback, if they need me to run the mug up the A gap and blitz if they need me to drop off in coverage and need me to play downhill i'm willing to do those things and he talked about himself being more cognizant to blocks to the shed blocks right, right. deconstruct blocks not allow, allow those interior office linemen to climb up to him and get their hands synced into his jersey to try and move him off the spot in the run game i want i want to ask you because we we see these this 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 situation right these versatile hybrid second level defenders right and sometimes versatile can mean that you're not great at one thing right Right. so we just put you in different spots i want to ask you dp 
in your mind, right? Because a lot of people haven't watched Nathaniel Watson yet, right? And we're just hearing about the, the sacks, but he's 6'2", 240. Um, he plays some linebacker, plays some edge. Sounds like a tweener, right? And that's what some yep. people are going to say. Sounds like a tweener type player. I want to ask you, where does he need to play? And, and, and we talk about coaching him up. Where, you asked me the question, right? Where are you placing him? Where are you telling the coach he needs to play to be most effective? I would say in, in the even front Sam backer where he, you know what I mean? Where you can walk him up on the line of scrimmage, head up to okay. that tight end, handle that in the run game, right? Set the hard edge, the tier running backs from bouncing outside, but also a guy that can drop off into coverage. Think about the, the hook, the curl zones, middle hook zones as well. He does a good job of that. But then, you know, as well as, you know, him being that, that Sam backer off ball, you can blitz him off the edge also. So where you can just say, you know what? You may not be with your skill set. You might not be the ideal candidate for a Mike linebacker, right? Because Mike linebackers, they're either going to drop in coverage, they'll blitz and everything, but you don't see a ton of Mikes or inside linebackers who are green dot guys walking on the outside of right. a of a tackle and, and tight end where a sandbacker can do those things. And I think that's where you get the best out of him because then you allow him to just play all of those roles. You can call him and dial plays for every single attribute and trait that he offers from a positive standpoint, as well as, you know what, if I'm, if I'm going to play you as a Sam and walk you up on the tight end, I, I trust that one-on-one -on -one interaction than having you sit back on your heels and trying to re what's the phrase slow until you know, in the run game as an off ball middle linebacker, trying to read and diagnose the, the runs, the run action and put pins and pulls and everything else that's going on to where in the NFL where it's going so it's working so much quicker than in college. And next thing you know, that center has climbed up and picked you off. Right. You know what I mean? So in the in the run game, you kind of rather simplify it for you. Yeah. Is, is what you're kind of saying. Okay, Just cool. Just let them be nah. big, physical, and strong, man. Yeah, no, nah, I'm I'm with that, man. And I, I I haven't gotten all the way to Nathaniel Watson yet. I watched him a little bit at the senior bowl, right? But diving into the film, that's somebody that I want to dive into because of like we said, I think he led or came second or third in the SEC in sacks, right? And kind of flying under the radar. But if you feel like he's a coach of my prospect DP, then I must get my eyes on him and see what's going on. But man, listen, that wraps up another episode of the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. I want to say shout out to our everydayers. Thank you for tapping in with us each and every single day, man. The fastest growing NFL draft community there is out there. We want to say thank you, man. We see the comments, man. But listen, I want to tell people, man, if you haven't hit the like button, go hit the like button. If you haven't commented, comment now. And if you're not subscribed, subscribe to the channel. Tell a friend to tell a friend that this is the best NFL draft content that there is out there. Listen, I am Keith Sanchez. You can find me on X at The Talent Code. And then that right, that right there is my guy, Damian Parson. You can find him on X at DP underscore NFL. And like we like to say, man, y'all talk to us. Because we like to talk back. Go subscribe for, go, go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube, wherever you listen to podcasts, to get the latest episode as soon as it is available. Thank you for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Shout out for being our everydayers. And, guys, you already know my mock draft is coming out next week. So we're going to do mock draft Monday with your boy DP's second what mock draft 2.0 of 2024. So we got that coming up uh, this coming Monday. But, guys, have a great weekend. It's Super Bowl weekend. Enjoy yourselves, eat some good food, and let's root for the Chiefs. All right. So, nonetheless, <laughs> nonetheless, guys, as we always tell you, man, come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.